This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by our friend, our pal, Emily Zanotti. She's a political editor at Heat Street. She's E-M-Z-A-N-O-T-T-I on Twitter. Heatstreet.com is the website. Emily is the guest. What's up, lady? Not much. How's it going? You know, I had like a solid uh, a solid hour to celebrate Valentine's Day last night after radio. So that was, you know, because it's late. So I feel like my Valentine's Day was not quite where where it should be this year, but I'm I'm working on it. Working on, how about you? It was pretty good, but I mean, we don't usually do a whole lot. We actually went to Hooters and got chicken wings. So it was fairly unromantic. Hooters, the 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 bar and chicken wing establishment uh most notable for the scantily clad ladies. Yes, I quite enjoy their chicken wings, so I can handle the. I, the I, I do part. hear people say, and they don't. They don't say it to be funny. They say the chicken wings are actually delicious. Is that true? They are. They are. They're some of the best. Okay. Nice. All right, I'll take. It. I, I, as a celiac, it's hard for me to find chicken wings that aren't doused uh, in flour. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I know, right? Messes up. Yeah. Messes up my whole jam. Okay, let's get it. Let's get into some stuff from HeatStreet.com here. Um, Let's start with club privileges. Mar-a-Lago members get treated to classified briefing on North Korea by Trump and the Japanese PM. What happened here? So back over the weekend, North Korea fired a ballistic missile. And this all happened while Donald Trump was eating dinner with the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe at Mar-a-Lago. And so they had to rush in, give him a short briefing, get him to a press conference, give him paperwork on all of this. And so if you were at Mar-a-Lago on Sunday night, you got this really amazing front row seat to everything that was happening. So you got to see the national security apparatus basically in action. Yeah, okay. They say, yeah. of course, that it was just the media response. and They didn't discuss anything classified. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But the other side of this is, too, that, that discussions in real time, what's classified and what's not, is often in the, in the, uh, well, I guess in the eye of the beholder. Maybe it's in the ear of the listener. But, uh, you know, I've never been to Mar-a-Lago. Sad. Sad exclamation point. Tear. <laughs> Tear. Well, it is $200,000 to get in. No, I've never been. It's kind of oh, in my next life. I'm coming back fancy. Do, but... That's how. Um, if if I get reincarnated, <laughs> I want to come back fancy. I want. I want to be one of these Mar-a-Lago people. I want to be one of those people who's just like, you know what? I have two hundred thousand dollars laying around. I'm going to join a golf club. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Instead of one of those people, it's like, can I go to the doctor or should I just, you know, should I just cut off whatever I need to cut off off my my toe myself? You know, because it's expensive to go to the doctor. Um, Am all I right, die let's go or not? to yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the, I mean, the emergency room, the copay's high. I might have to, yeah, right. I might have to give this one a few more days today. All right, so uh, let's go to the next one here. Yale to host Black Panther Party to celebrate Black History Month. Really, Yale? Yes. Really? Really, Yale. <laughs> Especially considering they're in New Haven, which was actually host to one of the Black Panthers' most notorious criminal trials. They actually went after the police in New Haven, Connecticut. But apparently we have 50 years removed. So now the social justice warriors at Yale would like to use Black History Month to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Black Panthers. And they even traveled to Oakland they went to a Black Panther conference where they met a bunch of Black Panthers and learned all about how they inspired social justice. And then they came back to Yale and they're going to throw this party and then present their findings. So uh, it should be a rousing good time. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of snacks you serve at a Black Panther party, but it's probably going to be good. Are, are you up on the Yale renaming Calhoun, John Calhoun Dormitory? Yeah, it's a Grace Hopper you dormitory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are they going to call it? Grace Hopper Hall. Oh. After a um, uh, f- famous female uh, scientist and mathematician, I believe. You know, if it's such an affront to to dignity and to social justice to have a a, a, a dorm named after somebody who is pro slavery, and you know, I it's a private institution, and if they don't want to name it after. A, uh, a slave, you know, but then, of course, we get into the, what about the Washington Monument? And I, I know this creates a whole bunch of things, yeah. but this is a private institution. They, they can call it whatever they want to call it. I've got no beef with that. I just do think it's it's kind of amusing that Elihu Yale was not just a, a, a slavery advocate, but a slave trader, in fact, himself, one who procured and then sold human beings as property. And yet I don't think they're going to change the name of Yale University. I, I I I think they're going to hold on to the uh, the value of that has been created for the big Y Yale. I I don't think they're going to yeah. let that go, despite the social yeah, justice implications. That seems to have escaped all of these conversations. But I've been covering this story about Calhoun Hall for I think about eight months now because it's been going back and forth. They had a stained glass window that depicted John Calhoun that got broken because people were offended just by seeing it. And they were going Wasn't back it a, a, a custodian or whatever the proper term yeah. is. It was, it was like as an employee, right? Yeah. It was a, like a restaurant worker, like somebody who serves in the cafeteria. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And so it was this big it broke deal a stained glass window. That's pretty, that's pretty aggressive. You know, those things are usually pretty expensive from what I understand. And it was one of a kind. It had been in Calhoun oh. Hall since the late 1840s. So he pretty much broke a priceless piece of art. Yeah, but he did it for he, he did it as an SJW, so that means it's okay. By the way, we need to come up he with a better did. term than social justice warrior because there's nothing warrior-like about these people. No. What do you call them, social justice whiners? We need to come up with something. <laughs> something, yeah, because I can't imagine that these guys are really that militant, honestly. Yeah, I mean, when was when was the last time that you know we we got a somebody got together a bunch of uh, a bunch of army rangers and, and they were protesting you know transgender bathroom rights somewhere? I'm not aware of that ever happening. Those are actual warriors. I feel like social justice warriors. We need to come up with a a new term for them because they are not warriors. Nonetheless, 
I digress. I don't think Yale's going to change its name either. And there's no. that. Well, I wanted to. Well, yeah, I know. Amarosa. She's gotten yeah. a little a little feisty with reporters. What happened here? This is also on HeatStreet.com, everybody. Great website. If you haven't checked it out, I really recommend it. Go ahead. So Amarosa has kind of a reputation of being a hothead. She won The Apprentice back, I think, in the first or second season. And she's had this reputation for being a little aggressive. And she and a White House reporter uh, – have had a long-standing dispute all the way through the Trump campaign. She and this reporter have been going at it, I believe, since March or April of last year. And it finally came to blows, sort of, right outside of the press secretary's office at the White House. So she and this woman got into a screaming match over this woman's coverage of the Trump administration, that she was in the tank for Hillary. And then Amarosa apparently said that the Trump administration has been keeping dossiers on journalists, including this woman. So it, it was kind of an odd thing to happen. But uh, the two of them probably need to settle their differences. Maybe, I don't know. In Does Amarosa have an administration? Does she have an administration job? I wasn't even aware of what she was doing. Yeah, she's a communications officer in the White House press office. Wow. Wow. What do you think about all the infighting between that's at least being reported on between the what is it, the the Bannon uh, faction and the Priebus yeah. faction in the Trump? Do you, do you think that's legit, or you think this is just the the media acting like a bunch of sixth grade girls trying to start a, trying to start drama? I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's definitely some animosity between the two factions. They don't like each other. They didn't work well together on the campaign. But at the same time, I think the media just really likes imagining that the Trump White House is like two seconds from coming to blows every day when they get out of bed. They just put on their armor and go straight to work and just want to beat each other up. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the sense that they do not particularly like the Trump administration. <laughs> I think that's I think that is fair to point yeah. out. Um, do you do you have what's what's your take on the whole Flynn resignation? By the way, I've been asking everybody who comes on. I'm just wondering what do you you know you, big deal? What, what do you think? I feel like it's a big deal, but I feel like it's caused a lot more trouble than it initially resolved. I mean, this guy wasn't particularly well liked from the beginning. Uh, but now we have questions about whether the administration knew about Flynn for an extended period of time, whether they were also communicating. And then people are going on television shows and trying to make excuses, and it's just getting muddier and muddier. So it's it's an interesting situation to me. It's not something I've encountered with a with a White House before. Oh, and and back to uh, stuff on your on your Heat Street on the website. I was looking for this piece before. I want to make sure I got the details right. This isn't yours. One of your colleagues, uh, Lucas uh, Michelionis. Was does that sound? Is that, yeah. <laughs> am I close? Okay, close enough. Yeah. So there's a a, yeah. a young woman in Brazil who was approached by uh, uh, approached by some Brazilian women who are who were black, according to the story here. And they told her mm-hmm. that she's white and she's not allowed to wear a turban on her head, that it's an appropriation of culture. Right. Uh, they did not stop to think that this is a young woman who is going through chemotherapy and is completely bald because of the side effects, the very debilitating side effects of chemotherapy. I feel like normal people read this and they say to themselves, 
Social justice warriors are, I know, I got to come in. Social justice whiners. I'm going to start. We're going to start a whiners. campaign right here. Yeah, Social justice serious. whiners are, um, uh, are, are are out of their minds, and they actually, they, they say and do just jerk, jerk-like and hurtful things yeah. because they're so enamored with their own self-righteousness. But I think so, social justice whiners read this kind of a story, and they say to themselves, you know, in every in every war, there are casualties, and sometimes right. we're going to hurt people's feelings for the cause of social. So I don't think they're chasing by this but sort of thing at all. It. I think a normal human being would be would be horrified to be around this, to see this, to hear this kind of an exchange. But I feel like social justice whiners, they're like, eh, you know, it's not perfect, and we're, we got a war to fight here for social justice. That's my take on it, at least. It's been interesting watching a lot of these stories happen in the last couple of weeks because on Facebook. People who I think would normally be called a snowflake have started to defend themselves and are starting to say, well, you know, it's great to be a snowflake. I'm unique and there's only one like me and I am just so different from everybody and you have to stand out from the crowd. So they're kind of pulling it back and saying, you know what, I'm proud to be a social justice warrior and if I'm wrong, then I don't want to be right. And it's it's a really strange dynamic because most of the stories we hear are like this poor girl in Brazil who gets basically accosted in the middle of the street and told to take her turban off because she's culturally appropriating someone else's tradition, I guess. And that seems to be more of what I hear also, than anything not, not really th- positive movement. <laughs> yeah, I mean not not to not to get it, not to treat this like it should be treated with any or not to, not to discuss this like it should be treated with 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 any uh, respect or, or seriousness in the sense that this is the way the conversation should go. But even if one was to have a conversation with the cult, cultural appropriation of a turban, you cover a lot of territory that way. There are there are a lot of different folks that I think could make yeah. a claim to that's ours. I mean, this is not like a you know, this is like somebody saying you know a t-shirt you can't wear that it's cultural appropriation. A lot of people wear t-shirts. And of course, every time you decide to make fun of a poor girl with cancer and, and push push against her, you're taking the spotlight away from real incidents of misogyny and sexism and racism and actual cultural appropriation. It kind of muddies the water so you don't actually know when you have a serious incident. And that makes it a lot harder for people who really are opposed to these things to do their job. Yep. All right, Emily Zanotti, political editor at HeatStreet.com. Everyone should go check out HeatStreet. It's a great site. Emily, thank you so much for joining. Come back soon. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life, and that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. 